Welcome to Navigating Consciousness. I'm Rupert Sheldrake, and this is a podcast of my talks and conversations. If you enjoy listening, please subscribe and leave a review in your favorite podcatcher. It really helps. What is the most valuable lesson that you take from your friendship with Terence? Well, I think Ter- Terence, uh, I don't know that there was a single lesson. Uh, Terence represented a kind of freedom of mind and inquiry and imagination. And it was really about the power of imagination, but not just random imagination, but controlled by wonderful gift of language and poetic speech. Um, and an integration of psychedelic experience with the imagination and uh, the way we see the world, giving a much expanded view of the mind and the nature of the mind and the nature of, of reality. And uh, w- what this showed also was that if when we explore consciousness from within, as we can through psychedelic experiences and through meditation and through many other experiences, then we find that it's much more than just our own brains and our own mental activity, we seem to be in contact with many other forms of consciousness uh, beyond the human level. Um, Telepathy and things are are not spiritual phenomena, they're psychic phenomena, they're to do with, as it were, horizontal connections between people and animals and the sense of being stared at, it's about connecting with the environment, it's not a spiritual phenomenon um, and uh, not has very little to do with religion. It's simply a biological phenomenon. Um, But these uh, psychedelic experiences reveal the existence of other entities, other beings. Now, all religions have accepted this for a long time. Even very monotheistic religions like Judaism and Islam have hosts of angels and other kinds of spirit beings. Um, And uh, so... uh, and of course, Hinduism has devas and countless beings. And, and so I think what Terence uh, and his work did was just open up the scope of our thinking about the nature of Two different possibilities. But, yes. but you, had, you weren't just a duo, you were like a triple with Ralph Avram. And you said, this is your book, your, like, like, like summary of your uh, conversations. And you said, I think that three... And I tell it to my students all the time, based on what you said, that like three was the best number because two, sometimes the conversation stacks and four is too much, but three always gets you like the enough fuel to continue the momentum. So if you can just like give me a few words on why do you think, in your opinion, three people to think sang together was like the best number? Well, you summarized it quite well, actually, Roy. I mean, the, the, we did experiments ourselves, not necessarily intentionally, but sometimes it was just me and Terence, sometimes it's just me and Ralph, sometimes just Ralph and Terence. And we found that these conversations, they're interesting, never worked as well as when there were the three of us. Um, however, Ralph's a mathematician, as you know, so he was very keen on the numerical principle of three. Um, and um, when Terence so sadly died in the year 2000, Ralph and I, um, based on the idea of threes, the magic number, tried to find a replacement for Terence in our trialogues. We tried all sorts of people. We tried trialogues with uh, you know, a whole range of men and women, 
um, that we thought might be suitable. And none of them worked as well as with Terence. So I have to say that one in great uh, threeness uh, in, in a dialogue is, is, is a trialogue is, is important. And I found this in other contexts too. But these particular ones, uh, their extraordinary quality depended very much on Terence and his freedom of mind, his wit, his humor, his, his ability to um, speak in a kind of bardic. He came from Irish and Welsh ancestry, and it was a kind of bardic gift, you know, the ability to for the speech, magical speech, just to flow through him. It was just amazing. So that was very definitely a part of it as well. <laughs> 